Welcome to This Girl Puts Out, where we talk to real people with real stories about real life stuff. I'm your host, Carmen Caretta. This particular episode is one in a series about achieving health through weight reduction and management. I talk to individuals sharing their personal stories, as well as experts who shed light on the good, the bad, and the ugly of losing weight. So many of us struggle with weight, body image, and confidence. Why not put it all out there so we can support each other and learn? If you've got a story to share, please visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. My guest today is a repeater for me, Catherine Stack, certified nurse midwife and doctor of naturopathy. She is the owner and facilitator at Journey to Health in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, she is also employed as a certified nurse midwife and a registered nurse for many years. And the first time we recorded together, we were acquaintances and now we're friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is awesome. Thank you, Kathy, for being here today, for um, bringing your vast knowledge of hormones. Um, to my guest today. I appreciate you. And so that's what we're going to talk about today um, is how hormones fall into weight loss and our weight maintenance and health. So um, Kathy, before we go on, I just want to mention she's also an author and uh, she writes for a variety of publications, but she has two major books out and we'll tell you how to get in touch with her and more about her books at the end of the podcast. So welcome, Kathy. Thank you. It's fun to be here again with you. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump right in. And we're going to talk about hormones and the role that they play in obesity and weight gain. And I'm going to ask the expert to take it away. Yeah. Um, well, it's really confusing, right? Because so many of us have hormone imbalances, depending where we are in our mm -hmm. life. Um, you know, some experts or most experts will say obesity is a hormonal imbalance. Um, so you know, there you go, you have this hormonal imbalance that nobody seems to know how to balance you out so we can find some sense of normal. Yeah. So hormones play a huge role, but there's more hormones. Like when you think of hormones, what do you think of? I, you know, most people say estrogen, yeah. right, testosterone, things like mm. that, but there's much more. So, you know, one of the number one things we like to rule out um, when somebody's struggling with weight loss mm -hmm. or with their weight is we have to take a look at the thyroid. Mm -hmm. We have to rule that out because the thyroid or your thyroid stimulating hormone, if that's elevated, that would put you in a hypothyroid state, which does have a negative impact on your metabolism, mm -hmm. um, your mood, you're sluggish, you're depressed, mm -hmm. and a sluggish, depressed woman or man isn't in a mood to do anything in regards to weight loss. So right. we have to get that optimized. Um, one of the things people, most people don't even mm -hmm. know is that 80% of people out there who struggle with hypothyroidism, mm -hmm. it's related to an iodine deficiency. So if it's caught before the need of medication, 
iodine could be the preventative. 80%, Um, huh? 80%. It's huge. People don't even know that. Um, Another hormone, cortisol. Mm -hmm. Cortisol is a hormone Mm -hmm. secreted by your adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about a stressful life. Um, How many of us can say, oh my gosh, if one more thing were added to my plate, I'm just going to crack. Or you're running the kids, you're maintaining a job, you're teaching from home, you're trying to keep your job. And, you know, with Mm -hmm. all the craziness in the world, it's pretty stressful. Change is stressful, right? For most people. So you keep running and running and running and running at that level of stress. Um, your body takes on a conservation mode where it's going to conserve fat. It's going to save it because it mm-hmm. thinks you're starving to death because mm-hmm. you're in this crazy time. So it wants to protect your fat when you're doing everything you can to lose your fat. So so paying attention to your adrenal glands mm-hmm. and managing cortisol levels is very important. The, the, and there, you know, right off the bat, when we talk about weight loss, you are... I don't know about anybody else, but you're not hearing about thyroid stimulating hormone and cortisol, you know, um, maybe a few people are, but it's, it's not in the general, you know, uh, language of weight loss. Right. And the, and the most difficult thing about it is, so who do you go to? All right. So you've got your primary who will say, okay, I'll run your thyroid labs. You've got your GYN who'll say, oh, I can run your hormone levels everybody's going to roll their eyes when you ask to have your cortisol levels looked at because, you know, you're going to go for blood work. It's going to be tested one time during the day instead of looking at your cortisol levels throughout the course of a day to Mm. see where you're really at. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so it's hard finding that person who's going to look at everything. Um, So for what I tell most people, you Mm -hmm. are your own best doctor. And once you have the information or the tools Mm -hmm. that you need to seek out, Mm -hmm. you can put it all together. It's not that hard. Yes. So pretty powerful. It is. But you know, it's a little bit of work, a a little bit of self-knowledge. But I feel like you get a motivated person. This isn't hard stuff. It's just finding where to get your tools or finding where to get your information. So... So thyroid stimulating hormone, cortisol, those are both drivers of our metabolism and how we spend energy, mm-hmm. right? So, and then we have reproductive hormones mm-hmm. and then there's another set of hormones too for digestion, correct? Correct. Okay. Were there any others to add to that thyroid stimulating hormone and cortisol list? Um, well, your estrogen, if you're uh-huh. estrogen dominant, so there okay. is your reproductive mm-hmm. hormone in women. Mm-hmm. Estrogen is probably the most important mm-hmm. of all hormones. So if that estrogen is sitting up at a dominant mm-hmm. level, that's going to make it trickier to lose weight, um, especially, or for women who are perimenopausal, mm-hmm you know, that progesterone drops, your estrogen dominant, that is a place where now you may have never had an abdominal obesity situation or abdominal puffiness situation. I'm raising my hand. No one can see. Okay. Well, I'll raise my hand to having in my whole life being thicker in the middle, but this is where women start to complain. Oh, my middle area. And that's usually a suggestion of estrogen dominance. The other area where the reproductive hormones are Mm -hmm. more in play in relation to obesity Mm -hmm. 
is PCOS. Now this is in your younger, your teens, Mm -hmm. your girls in their early 20s. That also is an estrogen dominant situation along with testosterone and a lot of times DHEA where you need to get that balanced out and take them out of that PCOS. Would you Um, tell our listeners what PCOS is, please? um, It's polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's it's, uh, hormonal imbalance. most girls who are diagnosed will be in excess of maybe 20 pounds over what they should mm-hmm. be. Um, there's other things that go with it, maybe infertility, PMS, um, irregular periods, mm-hmm. um, facial hair, things like that. So it's fairly common, would you say? It, yeah, it's not uncommon. Okay. It's fairly common. I feel like we grow out of it. Yeah. Like I've had 50-year-olds say, well, I have PCOS. I go, well, no, you don't anymore. <laughs> you did maybe, but you don't anymore. It's not, it's not right. relevant. You can right. take it out of your vocabulary right. now. Now you're done. They're all on metformin. Yes. Instead of taking care of the hormone situation. Okay, well, actually, that's not true. They are taking care Uh of the hormone situation because one of the hormones that needs to also Mm -hmm. be looked at when you're thinking about weight loss is insulin. Mm -hmm. So insulin is a hormone Mm -hmm. secreted by the pancreas. It regulates how we use glucose for fuel. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what happens is a body that does a roller coaster of eating or poor eating or sugary foods, you know, your body's equipped to go take care of that high sugar. It'll keep going, going, going like a roller coaster. And finally, your pancreas says, oh, my gosh, you know what? I'm getting so, so tired of going after your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And now this person becomes insulin resistant. So... Now, this is where you're usually going to see an obesity thing come up, body weight, or your body weight's mm-hmm. going to go up because you're no longer using that glucose as fuel, can't convert. Right. So now it's being stored as fat. So your pancreas is going to make less insulin and the insulin that it does make has a harder time getting into it's not doing its job yeah. anymore. It's yeah. tired. You burnt yeah. it out just right. like your adrenals. Yeah. Yeah. So remember when I asked you if somebody could eat their way to type 2 diabetes? Absolutely. And the answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely, yes. You can... Yes. My husband wants that answer to be no. He doesn't but. look like it. He doesn't. He, he's missing the obesity, obesity uh, factor there. But yes, you certainly can be thin and have yeah. type 2 diabetes. But yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so and we can, we can regulate insulin and glucose with our diets. Absolutely. That's fully in our control. You'd be surprised that of all these hormones yeah. that I talk about, mm-hmm. how, how much influence diet does have mm-hmm. over the balancing mm-hmm. or imbalance mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, diet plays a huge role. Yeah. Um, okay. So age affects our hormone levels. Absolutely. Okay. And what other things affect how, what, what hormones we have, what levels we have? Okay. So being overweight is a hormone imbalance. We discussed that. Environmental exposures, Mm -hmm. for example, BPA, which was a chemical that commonly found in plastics, water bottles, um, even canned foods had BPA Mm -hmm. in it. It's getting stricter now, but they affect our estrogen levels. Um, so um, heavy metal exposure affects hormone levels. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of external variables mm-hmm. that can affect our hormonal levels, mm-hmm. um, even pesticides. Right. So 
unfortunately, light's being brought mm-hmm. to that. So a mm-hmm. lot of them are getting harder to get mm-hmm. and we're becoming maybe less exposed now than we were in the past. Um, but it's still a thing. Okay, so external drivers, what you just mentioned, you mentioned iodine deficiency, stress, our diets, and our age. And medications. Medications. Medications are a big one because okay. you look at birth control. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're you're kind of going in. Um, in order to prevent mm-hmm. pregnancy, you are, you know, altering your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, any diabetes medications like mm-hmm. metformin mm-hmm. that alters hormone levels, usually to the good, not the bad. You've got your thyroid medications. You've got your um, um, anti-cancers. Mm-hmm. So you think of anybody who's had breast cancer on tamoxifen or or those other drugs that suppress hormone levels. Right. Those all affect us. Um, so they, they alter hormonal levels all the time. All right. So how, how do you know if your hormones are out of balance? You mentioned blood work, but how do you feel? That would be, I mean, that's my first question to anybody I meet is, you know, when I meet somebody, I want them to give me a list Mm -hmm. of things. What brought you in here in the Mm -hmm. first place? I want to know how you feel in a lot of areas of your life. Are you sleeping well? Sleep disruption is like a, is a very, very high indicator of a possible hormone imbalance. So are you sleeping well? Mm-hmm. Um, have you recently gained weight or recently mm-hmm. lost weight? That could be imbalance. Do you feel overwhelmed um, frequently? That's not good. Um, do you diet, barely eat anything and still don't lose weight or, you know, um, or you've tried everything mm-hmm. and you're still not losing weight, mm-hmm. then I would be really looking at a hormone imbalance mm-hmm. as well. Um, so hormone imbalance left untreated aside from not feeling good mm-hmm. has other consequences. It does. It, yeah. I think it enters so many other aspects of your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. besides weight. I mean, weight's right. one, um, well-being, sleep, health, relationships. If, if yeah. you're not balanced hormonally, you're probably not the best person to be around. At all. <laughs> you know, you, you know, people might like, uh, instead of being a magnet to people, you might have, you know, a, a repellent effect. Um, I'm being dramatic there, yeah. but you know, should we, should we look for it? Should we fix it? You know, that's a quality of life question. Sure. That's so individual. Well, and I think if you are, you've done things to try to feel better, you've tried to lose weight, you might be on, you know, an antidepressant, you know, you don't feel good. You've tried A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and you still don't feel good. Right. So then, so then you start going down that yeah. list of, of, of things to check. Right. Rule the thyroid out. Um, Get your cortisol levels, and honestly, the best way to do, or you know, the least expensive way to look at cortisol levels would be through saliva testing. I think because it doesn't look at you just once during the day. Mm-hmm. Most women are going to test out fine for that first morning test, mm-hmm. and then they're going to crash and burn mm-hmm. for the rest of the day, which is missed unless you had it looked at throughout the course of the day. Right. You know, the other hormones that come into play too that we didn't. You know, you've got leptin, and you've got ghrelin yes yeah we didn't talk about the digestive no we hormone. didn't those are hormones that you know nobody thinks of there's not a lot of knowledge out there as far as the leptin they have um you know maybe as recently as three to four years mm-hmm. ago that was like a big word for yes. weight loss 
Um, and so all you saw these supplement companies coming out and saying how, um, you know, oh, they're leptin resistant mm -hmm. and this and that, because leptin is what is going to make you feel um, full. Yeah. So leptin levels are usually are, you know, what indicate, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that you're full. So are leptin levels lower in people that are obese? Well, the funny thing is, is they could eat a lot more food mm -hmm. and they don't get that fullness feeling mm -hmm. that people mm -hmm. who don't have issues mm -hmm. with that hormone get. Mm -hmm. So and I don't, I still feel like, you know, there's a lot of research to be done there. Yeah. Why don't they get that fullness sensation? Why do, don't they get that mm -hmm. fullness feeling? The thing that seems to make the most difference is what they're eating. Mm -hmm. They feel like somebody who's eating a higher in protein diet, a lower in carbohydrate diet or, or, you know, sugary foods like for example, high fructose corn syrup, mm -hmm. that sends people into tailspins because as soon as they eat it, they need more and mm -hmm. more and more. And that really negatively affects these hormones, um, the digestive hormones. Mm -hmm. And ghrelin is the one that, Hung that's the hunger one, right? Right. It's the one that tells you ghrelin levels are highest um, just before you eat. Okay. okay. But for people who have... Um, imbalances in mm -hmm. these hormones mm -hmm. they could eat a, a meal and their levels are still up and they're still hungry yeah. even though there's no other place to put this food yeah they still feel hungry so that's part of the problem too and again what's shown to be the best in um making these hormones mm -hmm. right so to say yeah is you know that diet that's a little higher in protein mm -hmm. lower in carb mm -hmm. and it's you know it's those um processed sugars yeah. those even the fake sugars that are low calorie sugars are really throwing these digestive um hormones for a loop yeah yeah i know that um some weight loss surgical procedures actually they found are affect it or can affect those hormone levels. Um, I guess my question is, what, is there anything you can do about leptin and ghrelin? Right. Well, you know, to, I, I mean, these are things, they're just not mainstream no, topics in the diet no, world. No, actually, right? no, they're not. So what, I mean, I don't hear people getting their leptin and ghrelin levels drawn, right. or, I, even I've if they're a, measurable. A couple of conferences where they do talk about it okay. and, you know, that maybe this supplement will, but mm -hmm. I haven't seen any evidence that going after these enzymes specifically mm -hmm or if you can, yeah. um, has made a big difference. Well, and as we know, I mean, weight loss and maintenance is, is multifactorial, right? Yeah. So it's multiple there, things. Right. These We're play looking, a role. Right. We're right. looking at the whole picture. And, yeah. You know, you've got somebody who says, oh, I just ate and I could, mm -hmm. I'm still hungry. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, aside from looking at these hormone levels, which mm -hmm. I'm not sure how we would even do that, you know, what did you eat? Let's let's mm -hmm. break it down there, and it and it always comes down to, what did you put in your mouth? And, yeah, you know it really does that does play a role. So speaking of food, um, are there any foods that can help us balance any of these hormones? So omega threes, 
I, okay. I love omega-3s. They're very hormone balancing. So your omega-3s are your olive oils, your healthy fats, your flax seeds, your chia seeds. Flax seed is a very good hormonal balancer. Um, mm-hmm. So the omega-3s are are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you feel like you're not getting enough in your diet, that's a very easy supplement to you know incorporate into your life. Um, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cabbage and Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. those are very hormonally protective, um, especially the reproductive hormones. They help to keep those balanced as well. Um, a diet high in plant proteins. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I find that the people who seem to be most balanced are people who, if I had to make a percentage, 80% of their diet Mm -hmm. would be plant-based. Not that animal protein is bad, but I feel like they just do better. There's a larger variety in, um, so a plant-based protein is an excellent way to get more protein in without taking in extra animal mm. fat. And so right. lean, you know, fish is great. Uh, lean proteins, poultry, um, occasionally red meat. Yes, that's great. Lamb, great. Pork, not so much. Processed meats like bacon or cold cuts, not so much. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, negatively affect our hormone levels um, and give our bodies a lot of mm-hmm. extra work. You mentioned we could get omega-3 from a supplement as well as food. Yes. Any other supplements you would recommend during, uh, well, during weight like, loss? Right. So I, I, we talked about the thyroid. Mm-hmm. So iodine, right? So a lot of women fall into that, the thyroid's sluggish, mm-hmm. but it's not bad enough to medicate. Right. These are the women I go after and I put them on an iodine supplement because if they can get their iodine levels normalized, they're protecting their thyroid. So we can take the thyroid out of the picture, out of the picture as being one of the obstacles to you losing weight. And it helps promote a good Mm -hmm. metabolism. Um, Other things for the adrenals. So many of us are stressed out. Um, because of life, because of whatever, where we yeah. are. And if you feel like you could be one of those people, um, the adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha and ginseng and rhodiola and passionflower, these herbs help calm and take care of those adrenal glands and put our cortisol levels back where they belong so mm-hmm. we can tolerate normal stress because mm-hmm. life is stressful. We should be able to tolerate it. Mm-hmm. When you start putting things out of perspective and feeling overwhelmed, that's a big red flag that we should go in and, and get that taken care of. Oh my gosh. So like I haven't heard of half of these things and, and I'm in the medical uh, field. Well, I didn't either. I had to go, go learn elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but magnesium for sleep mm-hmm. and stress. That's I, I magnesium is very important. D3. I don't think you'll ever do a podcast with me and, and not hear about <laughs> D3 because D3, it actually should be taken off the vitamin list mm-hmm. and put on the hormone modulator list. D3 helps hormones talk to each other and mm. kind of sync, right? So D3 is so important on so many levels for so many reasons. 
I like that I'm hearing about D3 more. It's in the news a I lot know. more. They're than... finally listening to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. No. <laughs> they got your memo. Oh, they yes. They got your memo. Yes. Yes. So, so you had just talked about magnesium for sleep and D3 for kind of, I think, everything. Connecting the dots. Yes. Right? Right. Yes. Any other um, supplements for overall health? and well-being so the b vitamins Mm -hmm. like it depends on you like if you have a a diet that's in a good variety of Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables and and there's a lot of um, misinformation about fruits people we've been kind of a little bit brainwashed to think that fruits are terrible because they're high in sugar fructose right but you know what it's the right kind of sugar Mm -hmm. actually blueberries and cherries are very liver detoxifying and we have a lot of reasons Mm -hmm. why we need to detoxify ourselves so Eliminating fruits is not the answer. Eliminating the artificial sweeteners, the processed sweeteners, the fake sugars, the real... Mm-hmm. Yes, I would take that out, but I would never eliminate fruits. There's your antioxidants. Yes. Um, if, if somebody said, Kath, what would you feel is the best diet approach to losing weight? Um, you know, I... It's not that I'm not into fad diets. They're mm-hmm. probably great for a head start mm-hmm. to get your mind in the game. Um, but the elimination diet kind of takes out the inflammatory foods that we're exposed to. Um, and it lets our bodies kind of reset themselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and anybody can Google elimination diet. There's protocols everywhere. Um, it's just basically whole food eating. Mm-hmm. You're going to kind of minimize the grains. Um, you're going to kind of ramp up the vegetables and the fruits mm-hmm. and the nuts and the seeds mm-hmm. um, and plant-based proteins. Um, there's a ton of variety within that way of eating. And I think that would be the best, healthiest place. So would you recommend somebody, you know, interested in losing weight? I mean, not everybody goes and gets their hormones checked. Right. Right. So, I mean. Okay, you can skip all this. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I guess, when when is it time for someone to go get their hormones checked? Well, you know what? If you're somebody who has yearly visits... Mm-hmm. At, okay. at the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. The things that I would ask for that aren't always on the mm-hmm. routine blood work, I would have the thyroid looked at. Mm-hmm. I would have your B12 levels looked at. I would have your D3 levels looked at. When those three things come back mm-hmm. and they're normal, and usually they're not, I would address those. Mm-hmm. Start there. You can. That's easy to start yeah. if you have a primary care provider. You can have your blood levels drawn, drawn with your GYN, for to see if there's estrogen, um, you know, dominance, mm-hmm. but actually blood work is not the best way to look at your, uh, reproductive hormones because progesterone just doesn't blood test well. Okay. Like it's always going to come up low whether it is or it isn't. So, um, you know, I would, I'd be more inclined to use saliva mm-hmm. testing your urine for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then just go from there. The problem is once you, let's say you have a thyroid problem, Mm -hmm. 
your primary care will then take you and and send you to a specialist right <laughs> instead of trying endocrine. to fix it so it de- it depends on how out of range you are yeah. and that's where i feel we start to get so separated and chopped up into pieces of a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Treat it's, this is a it, separate thing. It's we compartmentalize so, it, be, it. It becomes oh. overwhelming, yeah. confusing, and that sets us up for failure. Yeah. So we just need somebody to put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And I feel like where diet plans probably could use the most help or where mm-hmm. diet plans fail is mm-hmm. um, they need to be very specific. People who want to change their life or change their game or do something, mm-hmm. the more specific and black and white you can be, I think would um, give the best results. Yeah, I agree. I'm someone who's very black and white. I want you to give me the list tell me what time I have to eat that and how much and tell us uh, what you do for someone who's interested in having their hormones looked at so me personally Mm -hmm. you have to have a primary care physician and a GYN and so I say let's get the necessary out of the way so these people will generally come in with their Mm -hmm. blood work from Mm -hmm. the past you know, a few months or year. So we can take a look at, because a lot of what your primary care physician would call normal, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to look and say, hey, we need to act on this now before it becomes abnormal. It's much easier to treat things and correct things before they fall Mm -hmm. out of range. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's the only place your doctor is going to deal with them. They haven't been trained to tell you, up, you're trending this way, let's fix it, or even how to fix it. I mean, your doctor's toolbox, no offense to them, is medications that they write once you get to a certain place. Right. But the prevention isn't part of their protocol. So it has to be part of your protocol or my Mm -hmm. protocol. Mm -hmm. So we look at that. Then I do saliva testing. So normally what I do is I look at all the reproductive hormones along with the cortisol levels at four different times during the day. It's an easy saliva test you do in your own home. You do it through the course of the day, mail it in, and in a few weeks I have your results. And then we sit down and we talk about it. Um, But it's not all we talk about. We talk about where you're feeling that you're struggling. And so we can hone in specifically on those areas. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. Um, I just help you identify what the problem is if there's a problem mm-hmm. and we go after it and your emotional well-being and where you are in your life so to say spiritually emotionally is a huge player in this and that's mm-hmm. another piece of the puzzle that commonly gets left out and so you work with our other providers to complete this the puzzle yes. yes so we yes. can get on a path to feeling better right because I'm not the complete picture either right right? but I think I can put the puzzle together yeah or help but but so could somebody else there's just not I know a lot of people to do what what you do and to put that all together and to help put it all together but I think the more like listening mm -hmm. to this the more you start to understand and then it's so funny how and you'll know like then you trip on things that may not have made sense a month ago, but then you listen to something or you read something and now these light bulbs are starting to right. go off in your head. And I truly believe people gravitate to what's going to work for them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just follow your gut instinct. Um, you know, diet is so much of this, what you're putting in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I tell my patients, I'm like, okay, 
Everything you put in your mouth from this day forward, is it going to make you a better person in five years or maybe not so much? And just start thinking and having that relationship with your foods, Um, you know, and maybe just start making better choices. We want our bodies, these amazing machines that we own to last us another 30, 40 years. Right. You got to start thinking. <laughs> right. We have to be a little proactive. Yes. Yeah. On, on what's going in and yes, yes. For sure. And you know, what's coming out and yes. Are you doing um, virtual consultations, Kathy? Um, I never did until COVID. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, a couple of, you know, good things come out of COVID mm-hmm. too, right? Right. So yes, I have the capacity to do virtual um, consultations. I love meeting mm-hmm. with people one-on-one. Yeah. You know, I'm a hugger, which is something COVID <laughs> took out of the mix for me right now. Um, but I, I, I could do it any which way. I like reading body language because mm-hmm. I can pick up a lot more than is written down mm-hmm. in your results and mm-hmm. in your intake form that I look at. Based on body language, a lot of times the appointments, they may drift into a totally different direction that nobody expected. And I just, I love that about people. Like they always, you think you know, and then it could be just a 180 and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And it, so it's, it is fascinating. And, and I love helping people put the puzzle together Yeah, just so that they're in a better place. Yeah. So I have to disclose that I I came to see you as a patient and after our first meeting after our first meeting <laughs> yes and you do you get a you get a sparkle in your eye you get so excited about what you found in the treatment plan and the hope that you have to offer people and well telling somebody huge. something's wrong when they've they've not been feeling well mm-hmm. And then here you have this hormonal imbalance in front of you. And I get so excited because now I'm going to tell them what's wrong. They're going to be so happy somebody found something. And I mean, that's sad to say, right? Right. And the opposite is true. When I get somebody who's coming to me with complaints and I've got nothing as far as a hormone imbalance, I'm thinking, I'm scratching my head thinking, (laughs) oh my gosh, what am I going to tell this person? I'm not going to be able to help her. Right. But you've eliminated. Right. It does. You've ruled out. So I feel great. My energy. You look great. Off the charts. Um, I'm feeling so much better and I'm so grateful. Well, I didn't do it all. You know, I didn't do it all. You did it. So, um, and you've added a few things into the mix that you've gravitated to. So I applaud that because uh, I think everybody needs to. Oh, I think, I think a healthier mindset and, you know, looking at our whole selves as opposed to just losing weight or, you know, just treating a certain thing. That's becoming quite the norm. You know, people are looking at overall health and wellness and people are realizing our diet culture is not healthy and our current beauty standards and body image culture is not good for us and I I, people have really really learned a lot I think this past year and and probably even you know a little before that but I see more conversations about wellness I hear people talking about changing things long term and not you know uh, looking at it sustaining our bodies for years to come yet well we 
I don't think we've ever had a minute to sit down and really take a look. And, and what COVID, this COVID era has given us is, number one, time. a few more people have time on their hands yeah. to really think about what's important in their life. We've been taken away from the people we've loved. We've been taken away from hugs. Um, we've, you know, a lot's been taken away so we can appreciate what we Mm -hmm. truly miss and what's truly important. But honestly, when a program that you put into place for yourself Mm -hmm. for the betterment of you, is it truly about you? Because if you can't learn to love yourself in the here and now, you're going to have a hard time applying an outside thing to somebody who doesn't love themselves. And I think when you can just start to love for who you are, um, number one, the people around you are going to notice a brighter being or a brighter light, um, and things just start to work better. Um, And and for you the most, because you're the most important person, but it has a trickle-down effect, and, and it's a little bit contagious for your household, for your family, for you know, and it kind of goes out and out into your workspace. So you know, do what makes you happy first, and you have to really like who you are for things to stick and work well. Wow, super good advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome you have so much. I so, love oh talking goodness. to you. We have. Um, we yes. just, I, I know that we're going to help some people, and that's good. That's, that's what exciting. we set out to do. Yeah. But yes. no, you have so much knowledge to share. I could talk to you about this stuff all day. Oh. Um, so I hope you'll come back I, again. Of course. <laughs> um, for our listeners, if you want to uh, talk to Kathy more after this podcast, you can find her at journeyiihealth.com. Mm-hmm. That's journeyiihealth.com. And email? Yes, I have an email. I'll yeah. give you my personal email. It's uh, <laughs> C-A-T-H-I-626 at gmail.com. So that's my personal email address. And that's where I tell even people who try to call the office, mm-hmm. which goes to a voice text immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, just send me an email. I'm so happy to answer questions um, for anything you need. So generous of you. Thank no you. No problem. Thank you. The world Thank is you. better with you in it, Aww, my friend. Very sweet you are. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. And this is This Girl Puts Out, officially signing off. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And for more stories about real-life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com.